Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the It's Our Year podcast, where we've just found out that the massive have been drawn against Leicester's under-21s in the Papa John's Trophy, the Pizza Cup, the one that Craig wants, the one that our old mate David Stockdale wants. I'm not here to waste time, I'm here to win trophies. All right, Dave, get away, mate. Now, the main focus of tonight's show is that I'll be interviewing a couple of members of the Leicester City Supporters Group, Union FS. Now, it's their aim to improve the atmosphere at the King Power Stadium, because, let's be honest, since we won the league, it's dwindled massively, hasn't it? And the club seems to rely on clappers and pyrotechnics to get people going. Well, no... What's up with number one is Barry Ailes, number two Barry Ailes. So hopefully we'll be able to secure a bit of a better atmosphere um, with chanting and uh, a few decent TIFO displays that will hopefully galvanise the support. Um, they'll be able to secure a singing section for next season that's been trialled at a couple of games this year and seemed to be met with very positively. They've created a decent noise. It was, it was good. So hopefully it'll be replicated next season. So uh, anyway, let's get on with it. Let's have a talk with the chaps. So I'm joined this evening um, by uh, Chris and Joe from uh, Union FS. All right, gentlemen. Hello. Yeah. All right. Good. Happy to be uh, thank you very much. Um, and cheers for coming. So I'll I'll kick off with yourself, Chris. Just what is just for people who don't necessarily know. What is the group that you're part of? How did it start? And what are your particular roles within it? Okay, doke. So, um, Union FS are a Leicester City supporters group. Um, I guess you could also call it know, active support, singing group, that sort of stuff. Um, we, we were started by, uh, I think it was seven individuals, um, with the aim to improve the atmosphere mm-hmm. at Leicester games, particularly home games. Um, and then alongside that, it's sort of grown into doing sort of fan displays, TIFOs, banners, making flags, that sort of just added a bit more colour and, and noise to the ground. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then it has sort of got a bit of a uh, an arm to it, a sort of charity arm in terms of like, um, we do a food bank mm-hmm. every year. Um, and trying to put as well, trying to put a bit of like civic pride, you know, uh, put a bit of you know, sense of community within the yeah, city, absolutely. And like Leicester's, Leicester's, you know, and uh, the county too, it's not just, yeah, like, like, like Leicester doesn't, Leicester doesn't do a very good job. Well, Leicester people don't do a very good job. I don't think about shouting about how good Leicester is, and I think we try and do that a little way, a little part of doing that in the football. Well, I've noticed actually there's the new Twitter page, isn't there, on, uh, that, that seems to be doing that and just pointing out all the, the great things yeah. that seem to get lost. Because I think, as a city, it is, it is quite maligned, really, um, in the national eye, isn't it? And um, no, it's excellent that this, you know, the particular group that you're part of is attempting to, like you say, trumpet the, the things that are good within Leicester. So, Joe, what would you say that you I mean, trying to get make a, a better sound in the ground, and how would you say this season you've gone about that? So for this upcoming season that this is we've been working in conjunction with the club for a long time now where we we've been looking to try and organise something. So we we we're based in SK one. Um we have been since we were founded in twenty thirteen. we've we've always found it difficult as we've grown to get more like minded fans together and groupings together to create a better atmosphere. 
but this season, as a result of the past few seasons, the club were a bit more willing to listen to us and help us out and work together to trial singing sections uh, at various parts of the ground because they were quite interested, especially in cup games where whether that had been Europe or the League Cup, the FA Cup. The first one was in was against Wigan um, in January 2020, mm-hmm. and we. It was a success, and the club were. They noticed the atmosphere was significantly yeah. better than what it would have been for without that section. You wouldn't have heard Barry Ailes mention, would you? No, without absolutely that. not. Um, but so with that, the club were quite keen to listen and learn, and we've got to credit the club with that that they they were very willing to listen in the early stages, and with that, that's eventually culminated in us having sections for the League Cup, the FA Cup, but then against Wren and um, Roma in, in the Conference League and they were roaring successes um, and I think the, the, the game against um, Wren really was the watershed moment because mm-hmm. we, we, we won 2-0 the, the whole ground was um, really bouncing the, I was actually ill for that game so so I missed it but the, that was it was undeniably the atmosphere was better with these games with, with the singing section and having a core of however many hundred people organised together and it was, it was great to see that we actually had lots of mem- fans that were members, season ticket holders from different parts of the ground come in and, and go, you know what, there is an appetite for organised support here, um, especially if we're putting a group together because numbers-wise where we are in SK1, well, where we were in SK1, we were limited by space and capacity and we were frustrated in the sense that we couldn't put more fans together, mm-hmm. that there's, we couldn't move people out, people couldn't move in, whatever, so... Now, for the upcoming season, the club saw the success of, of the singing sections for in the cup games, put a survey out to the fan base and basically said, is this something that you'd want to be permanent? Mm-hmm. And not just to us, but to, to the broader fan base. And the results were, in a sense, unanimous in saying that this, this, is, this is what we want, there's an appetite for this in the club. Um, and they were really proactive about this, which sort of took us by surprise a bit, but in a positive way. So with that... Then, then now introduced for this next season, they said we we to be honest, we would have been incredibly happy if they said for every cup game. Next no, I'm gonna say just yeah. for a few games as opposed to a that's permanent thought, one. Yeah, that's what we thought we'd go because like I, I remember, I remember asking them and saying like, look, like you've had it, you've had it in the the league cup, you've had it in the FA Cup, you've had it in the in Europe, and we were like, we didn't even mention the league because we were like, I just can't see it happening in the league. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, so like every time we've done it, like we thought it was a success, the club thought it was a success. And it, we were like, well, what what are the next steps like? Um, and they were like, oh, like we have spoke about doing it for for doing it in a league game. And our ears were like, wow, like I didn't think they were gonna, didn't think we were ever gonna get, mm-hmm. to, well, not ever gonna get to that, but we were gonna get to that so soon. And then we thought they'd say, right, okay, next season every single home cup game you can have one, and then we will do it in conjunction with the, the stadium expansion. Mm-hmm. And we, we thought that would probably be the way they were going to go. And then we we got pulled onto a call um, with with some other sort of members of the, of the fan base and they and they were talking about atmosphere and stuff and you know, fairly interesting. And then and then and then literally like one of them like LCFC staff were like, Oh yeah, so we're going for a, a season long trial next season. And I remember like literally like going onto our group chat like did they just say that? It's like, brilliant, isn't it? I was like, wow. Like, and, and they, I mean, I don't know. They've not even given us any like 
heads up on like, oh, this is this is happening. But like, it's so, such is such a monumental yeah, piece so, of news. Like, so we yeah. were like we were like wow. And do you know what was nice about it was like so <clears throat> I was on the call, but there was like a couple of other lads that were like who were part of the original seven or whatever. And even before that, like even before, so like Unifest started, like there was I don't know, Foss Boys for a semi semi short period, and then there was like a little atmosphere group in M Block. So there's some lads there that and that been trying to like champion atmosphere at the ground at Leicester for for 15 years yeah mm. and like for them to to them and hear it and I was just like oh, so chuffed for them like you know they do you know it's they've, they've, they've put a lot of work and, and effort into it and yeah wicked good well I mean because I don't I don't sit or stand in that particular part of the ground because like I say I'm, I'm there with my you know um father who's not the most able as right. I pointed out PSV can't believe it really perished there um, so yeah, unfortunately, I'm not able to really sort of kick about in that area. But just having been at those games where the singing section occurred, it made a huge amount of difference, and it was it was great to see like everybody in and around us, and even though they were you know quite a few pensions or whatever, and people who actively use clappers, um, were were saying though that yeah, this is making a significant difference, and it seems to be galvanising that particular sound. Because I mean, since since the league win, it's undoubtedly dwindled yeah. somewhat in regards to noise so it's, yeah it's excellent to see that you know people are actually doing things and wanting to improve it well that was like a bit like you're saying like that was a sort of a unique selling point we were using as well like it's not it's not about it's not just about us people that like to sing and you know other like-minded fans that also like to sing mm-hmm. there are other there are you know lots and lots of fans in that ground that that you know, probably aren't going to buy into that level, but mm-hmm. it makes their experience in that ground it does. far, far better. And that was, that was sort of, you know, without going into too sort of corporate spiel and stuff, that was like a way to sell it to the club in that, like, you know, you will get people enjoying coming down here. And I think, like, I do think that, you know, they were not daft in that they were reading some comments and stuff last season, the season before, sort of saying, like, you know, it's a bit of a chore coming down here now, mm. and you know, it's not what it was. And it's, it's all, very it's flat. Bit, yeah, it's, it's all a bit flat and hard work and that. And I think, I think these sort of these games have that have done it. They've sort of just given it a bit of a shot in the arm. And yeah, and I think anecdotally that from people that we we know that through friends or people that are sort of on the periphery of the group, people that we've known for years, or even just sort of colleagues, whatever that they they've fed back to us that it's. They enjoyed these games so much more because the atmosphere that say one of the singing section trial games is Brighton at home mm-hmm. in the in the uh, first round the league cup that we played in whichever round that was last season but um, the equivalent game without that section would have been the atmosphere would have been really drab. Oh, it'd be absolutely um, dire, wouldn't it? Yeah, and, and that was that was the first game, the first trial game actually where we were in M Block or basically in the equivalent of the family stand one of those blocks near the away fans and the atmosphere was pretty good. It wasn't long-term where we wanted for a section to be, but, and the same with the Wigan game in the FA Cup, same with the Watford game in the FA Cup across various seasons that without that, the, the atmosphere would have been in, incredibly sort of dour. Mm. And with that, it's an opportunity for fans that it's easier in the cup games because they can move over. They might not be as committed to the season ticket seat mm-hmm. and sort of long standing, um, with Leicester fans seem to be very committed to their individual seats which has is, is been a bit of a running battle but with that there's a chance to move in and the atmosphere for all of these games was far better so that gave us in a sense the mandate which shows people the potential doesn't it Yeah. for what you know what can be capable yeah because that, that first Wigan game like 
I remember like after that thinking like wow like this was like this you know I'm you know that to me I honestly think like that was if not in my top three Leicester games and mm. I've seen him in Champions League win like I just enjoyed it so much it just felt yeah. so positive and just you know so good and I remember just thinking like if if, if we get this could be the start of yeah if we mm-hmm. get anything like that wow like, I would enjoy coming down here so much and so, I hope yeah. so many others would um yeah, and like, that was crazy. Like I remember, like the ra- we were on the back of the racing post, like a picture of the little display we did there and stuff. So like, I don't know. Yeah, we did. But it shows it's been acknowledged and appreciated, doesn't it? And yeah. that it's different to the usual, yeah. like you said, flatness that that was undoubtedly occurring. Now, so you mentioned the singing section. Has it been quite problematic with some fans? Like as I said, obviously the staunch seems to get right. I want to stay here. How's that been? So it's been in a sense that there's never going to be an easy frictionless solution. This is mm. this is why we thought internally that the club would wait for expansion, and then there's in a sense there's more season tickets available, there's more seats available generally, and that's mm. when they'd go. Potentially, we'll with the changes with ground safety guidelines that we've seen with clubs trial safe standing, they'd go. Or in a sense that we're going to move, we're going to create a safe standing section somewhere. Uh, and move fans and that because the the sort of conditions around a certain section of the ground are now sort of standing or the option is to stand and they would have waited for that when the ground expansion comes whenever that is and I think 2024 was mm-hmm. the date that was moved originally but um, we expected that so the club have been far more proactive than we had before Yeah, and they've said we've got the mandate for this um, we, we questioned fans, well, questions. We sent a questionnaire out to fans for feedback, and it was overwhelmingly positive. That I can't remember the exact figures, but something mm-hmm. like 90% of the fans were broadly supportive of it, or if not more so. Mm-hmm. So, the club, so they'll be thinking in terms of satisfaction and commercially, does it make sense? Operationally, does it make sense? And it, it basically seems to tick all the boxes for them. So, well, see, see the, the like you said, they're listening more. Because even like little yeah. things like before the Roma game, you had the jersey bud when you're smiling being yeah. played, which obviously a lot of people had had, uh, had asked for, aren't they? So they've been yeah slightly more sympathetic and, and, and listening. So what do you think it is that the club could now do more of to maybe not just improve the atmosphere, but also like the identity of the ground and the stadium? Because obviously they used to have um, the images just up and around on the banners at the top of the stadium. That's gone. Um, so what what type of measures do you think they could bring in then to to improve? Oh, I don't know. I think like maybe I, I think I think like the, the the montages they do before the game are very good. Yeah, I think a lot of people like them. Uh, Particularly the fellow with no teeth. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks like a basking shark. Maybe if maybe if they could they could like sort of mix it up a bit in terms of do a slightly different one for or you know change it. So I mean I I think I think it's still early days with that when you're smiling. I do think. I do think there is legs with that to make that very good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Leicester fans have this sort of issue where they can't quite agree on a version. You know, like you get like the older generation wanting a Frank Sinatra. And I'm like, all right, but is that really going to be belted out? You know, mm. Louis Armstrong style. It's not it's easy to see. Okay. Yeah. So you don't have the loose dicky bone clicking fingers yeah. over there. You know what I mean? So and I think and uh, yeah, whatever. I don't think I don't think the Jersey Bud is the is the is the absolute perfect one, but. 
it's it's the it's the most well known one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was pleased. Yeah, do you know what? I was well chuffed when they did that um, at that game, and I hope they 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 kick it on and do it next season. I, I, I personally, I would like to see. You know, uh, I think a lot of clubs like you know, Arsenal, Everton, they do like Wall of Legends or like statues and stuff. Everton have a lot of like sort of murals and stuff. Acknowledgements of the trophies yeah, as well. I think I think we've got a very 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 proud history at Leicester, and I don't always think the club sort of acknowledge that mm-hmm. particularly well. Um, and I, you know, they, they put they put a statue of Vichai up, and I think you know you could build something further with that sort of. With some players, um, uh, yeah, I, I think the well, one for me, I know it's not doesn't really link to it, and you can't bring it back now. But you sort of see like grounds like Middlesbrough, and they've got like you know, is it the Edison Park gates and stuff there still, yeah. stuff like that, and you think mementos yeah, from anything previous, like, I know, you can't pull it back, but some sort of like throwback to 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 Filbert Street, or yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Like I don't, know, what do you what do you think? I think so. The initial question is about what the club can do to facilitate more atmosphere or the feeling around the club generally. Mm-hmm. Um, so, sort of running with the, the club more generally, it'd be that, say for example, that initially we signed under Mandra, which we signed the catering contract with Compass. A, a lot of it's sort of hearsay, don't really know the finer details, but apparently we extended it. But I would love for the club to really embrace it at some point or the Leicestershire was voted as the food capital of the country. Mm-hmm. And you know, for example, Get instead, a port of going, pie down yeah, there. Yeah, instead of going to the ground and having a national contract with whatever catering company, but you know, if you could have, you could buy a port pie, you could buy cheese and onion cob. Yeah, yeah, cheese and onion cob. You could buy um, if you wanted a pint of Tiger from Everard's, like the sort of flagship brewery for for Leicestershire. You, you could buy a, a frisbee lager from Round Corner Brewery, who based in Melton or whatever, and that the club could give. Like quite a significant leg up to local food and drink manufacturers or uh, breweries, whatever. So we have pucker pies and walkers in the ground, not because they're local, but because they're national retailers yeah, exactly, happen yeah. to be local. So I think that there's huge potential there where you see it grounds, for example, like with Spurs, the new ground that I've not actually been, but that they've made a huge deal of the food and drink offering is different. And some of it's a bit local, some of it's not, but... Instead, we have like a very standard catering offering. But mm-hmm. imagine how much more likely you would to be if you were actually supporting local companies. Yeah, of course, and you'd want to invest, wouldn't you? There's a bit more identity with that as well because you know that you pay over the odds for a Leicester beer. Yeah, you of course, for a shit tank, you would. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And everyone pays over the odds essentially anyway. Yeah, and that might be the economics of the football grounds are open for I don't know twenty four games a year on average or something like that, but. The, you know what? Do you know if I went, or oh, I could, I could nip into some random shop in town on the way to get something to eat, or I could actually, I could buy something locally produced, uh, and even if it's a bit more expensive, then you know I would. I think most people would buy it. Yeah, wait off and go, have it in the ground, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely yeah. would. Yeah, yeah. I think there's absolutely that. A, a what, whatever could spend on, they will have budgets x amount a year on produce and or whatever. I don't know, but. Imagine that the boon for the local economy where you can go, actually, we're going to, when it comes to playing music in the ground or food that we sell, beer that we sell, um, even, say, when it comes to merchandise that we can produce, that let's work with local local brands or 
local artists, local designers, whatever, to produce something where it's like, well, instead of producing like the the most bog standard merch, like Leicester City dog bowl, why, why not? Instead of having like the cheapest national manufacturer, why can't we basically make a huge commitment in our CSR campaigns or whatever, or their annual reports or these sort of things? Why not? Why can't we produce something that says we're going to X amount of what comes out the club is local? Mm-hmm. So we can say that where possible, we're going to aim for 100%, that might not be economically viable. There might not be the companies that can do it, but do you know if they said that 21% of the things that all the 21% of all the things that were bought this year were local and they I don't know, they were benchmarking at 50 or whatever they go well, we've got work to do which it's, it's sort of incredibly corporate but they can tie in being corporate and global but actually by latching onto a Leicestershire identity and I think everyone at the club would be well sort of the fans people at the club that how and there's sort of a precedent in the sense that with the Bichai Foundation and the top brass of the club have donated to the Children's Hospital at LRI mm-hmm. um, throughout lockdown that one of the best things I think the club have ever done is that they went, we're going to pay, continue to pay all staff, yeah. nobody's going to lose their jobs. Yeah, it was great. Um, Not the same as Liverpool. E- even yeah. even casual staff, we're going we're to pay them because we're committed to this and that's, I think, probably the most commendable, one of the most commendable things the club have ever done. Definitely. Um, and that, there's, they set the precedent there and It'd be amazing for the club to build on that. To carry and, on, yeah. Yeah, and their, their sort of supply chains are going to be very, very global in a sense. And of course, they've got international commitments, all sorts of things. But if the club could go, you know what, we're going to set targets to, we're going to add, instead of spending X amount internationally or even within England, Britain, that we're going to spend as much as what we can, switch it to local suppliers, even if it costs 4% more. There's there's been rises in season ticket prices and match day prices, but do you know if that some of that increase was going towards actually that we're supporting the the wider local economy. Something that's quantifiable and can be seen yeah. within the community. Cause like, so it sort of brings on to the the shirt. So you know, costing sixty three quid, like you say, would you you'd assume, wouldn't you, if you knew that this type of stuff was being manufactured more closely, people would be far more happier yeah. to purchase one. Definitely, yeah. I mean, like, you know, I think, I think, I think the what is it, sixty three quid? I think, I think, you know, that's that's obscene. But I think you have got to be careful in, in that we're not alone in that, and that's not oh, no, that's not, not a Leicester issue, you know. Like, no, that's, it's a football. That, issue, that's a football yeah. issue, and and yeah, you know, the cost of one of these kits compared to what they're sold for is it's, it's not right. I mean, I I find things along alongside that. You know, I was down there with with, with my lad the other day, and you know, you're looking at some of the stuff, and they've got like. Baby grows with like this, you know this this uh, what was it? Like, FBS the sponsor and stuff, mm. which is you know pseudo gambling, you know investment stocks. I'm like, baby grow, you're like, come on, like, do you know what I mean? That I find that like just 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 tasteful, isn't it? Really, yeah. So, so yeah, I think I think the the the, the price the price is, I don't, I, I, yeah, I, I mean I I'm not I'm not really into buying the shirt, no. but but I wouldn't be certainly wouldn't be at, at those prices, and I I don't know I don't know what the answer is with that, like. You know, maybe people just on on mass don't buy, but they would always get people. And you know, there's people that see it as a bit of a badge of honour to have buy all three. But because the problem, the problem is, I suppose it's quite manipulative, isn't it? In that they know there's always going to be an hardcore group yeah. of people who always buy it, and then it just seems to be based upon particularly on social media, where you've got this really sort of horrible atmosphere of saying, "Well, don't buy it then." Yeah. Which I I, I, I hate answer, that. Of, yeah. uh, oh, yeah. oh, so. 
just I've got enough money to do it, so I'm all right. You haven't. Well, alongside so, that, so that, balls to you. That's that, that that on the kits, but mainly with Leicester this week, Leicester Twitter or whatever. Like uh, the ticket prices, mm. that's been that. Like, you, like there's just literally like no sensible discussion about it when someone chucks that in. It's like, oh well, just don't go. Like, like that's the answer. Like, nah, come on. Like, do you know what I mean? There's more to it than that. It's not like any other business or industry where. There's a threat of either a competitor or substitution entirely that if you're a fan of a club that you've got this emotional bond and tie in a way that you would never, you're not going to go, you know what, I'm disgusted by these these ticket prices or the, the match day shirt. I'm now going to go and support Leicester Tigers or I'm going to go, go watch and, Cov. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go and support yeah. one of our immediate It's not interchangeable, rivals. is it? So, and the solution is that, I don't know, that the... Criticism and moaning, and as a broader term, they're, they're actually the good things because the without it, clubs don't listen. And mm. if, if we wouldn't have in in the past, that as a group we've been branded as sort of moaners, upstarts, whatever you want to call it, but it's only been sort of consistent um, conversations, dialogue, in a sense, pressure on the club that we, we've managed to establish a section that, and that the club have worked with us and listened with us on it. And if we would have went, if, if someone said go and support Covenant. If you don't like it, and we did that, yeah. then we, we wouldn't have achieved what we have done. So, um, moaning in a sense is important, and there's, there's plenty of fans where they're they're in an all right financial position, and it's not, it doesn't all come down to finances, but because most of us in in the group are we're not in a precarious position. But mm-hmm. that, for example, that there's plenty of lads that we know who are. 17, 18, 19, where they didn't have a, a mum or dad that were, well, but they weren't necessarily into, into football. And if you don't have that, someone paying for your season ticket, that if you are now a 16 year old lad trying to get into football and the match day prices are £25, mm-hmm. off the top of my head, I, I can't remember the exact figures, but that can be quite prohibitive. Yeah, of course it can. So yeah. if they've got a part time job, they might work two nights a week. But all of a sudden, because a day out of football, it's not just, you don't just literally turn up to the game and go home. You want to see your mates, you want to enjoy yourself. But even if lads are 19, 20 even, they might have a job or they might be university. And match day ticket prices can be really sort of prohibitive. And we, we had a meeting at the club this week, as we sort of mentioned earlier. But mm-hmm. they, the feedback that we gave, that they, they, they heard it out and when we speak to the club that we, we're not speaking to every sort of stakeholder that makes every decision ever but they they seem to sort of listen to it and take it on board oh God. We, we don't know what change that can make but hopefully amidst probably when it comes to October when there's a price in, uh, the rise in energy prices again and the cost of living or inflation all of a sudden football is a luxury at the end of the day yeah, absolutely. nobody yeah. is, is contingent on their it's, it's not a nobody's reliant on football mm-hmm. and if attendance is I don't know I can't remember the fixtures but say for example we have a less desirable fixture in the eyes of most fans and maybe the club that say we have Burnley at home on a Tuesday not Burnley um, Palace but, yeah Palace or or Bournemouth at home midweek in in January February that those are games where all of the attendance we've got 23,000 season ticket holders not all of those are going to be local, so they might not turn up because the cost of transport yeah, of course, is expensive. So all of a sudden we're in a situation where the match day tickets are expensive, so attendances might be for the first time since we've been promoted. 
sub 30,000 regularly. Easily. I think that's happening. I do. I think, I, think, yeah. I think that will happen. I think you sort of saw a bit of it at the back end of last season with, you know, that cost of living and, you know, arguably boring football, mid-table football. Yeah, yeah. I think if we're in that position again next season... And, and Drop-off's going to be even more. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Like, I, I, especially, like, with, with, you know, some of my circle friends, like, you know, that... That, yeah, like they don't live in Leicester. You know, mm. you're looking at you know train prices going up again, petrol, fucking stupid. Like you know, and it's just yeah, you're not gonna. And you look at those match day prices, and they're not, they're not. The club, I, I think the club have got them wrong there. Yeah. I think, I think they have, and that's where like like Joe's, Joe's alluded to. It. I think some of the ones where you you sort of break down like the under twenty ones, under eighteens, it's, like, it's gonna be like. People in full-time education being asked to pay with absolutely no income. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like it, it, it's just yeah. And then also you've got to also factor in like you've got to pay what is it thirty-five quid for membership, one pound fifty booking fee. It stinks. It does stink. Mm. And 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 it's a shame because the season ticket prices are relatively by English football very good, and they get mm. lauded about it, and, and and rightly so. And it's sort of a little bit like snuck in for the 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 the, the members crowd and the general sale crowd. That they sort of have to pay a, a you know obscene yeah. amount, and it's and also like it's, it has been rising. It's been rising every year mm. for, for match day prices. Yeah, 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 for match day, and 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 I don't know. I, I think I, I think I think yeah, like we said, some of those younger ones they've 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 got it tough, and it's a shame because that's that is that's your the next generation, isn't it? You know what I mean? Who, who, who are now thinking twice? Yeah, who and they, they wonder why kids just worried about Snapchat streak in FIFA yeah just priced I mean? out like, of it yeah and particularly when stadium expansion is on the horizon and we don't know really we don't exactly have a waiting list as a club whereas say for example the the established top six because the demand for their tickets is, is so great that they have a waiting system mm. whereas we don't have a, a waiting system as such so match day fans so fans that will buy a match day ticket that maybe they might play football on a Saturday or they might work on a Saturday or there might be a situation where they can't commit to a season ticket. They're they're the fans that you we want to be getting to watch football. And when it comes to expansion and now we increase the percentage of season tickets, mm. they're the fans that they they essentially want to commit to buying a season ticket. And yeah. when match day prices increase, and the club's justification is that with prices have got to rise somewhere, um, which is in, in some senses is true. And they they said that they'd rather look after season ticket holders because they're the most sort of core committed fans, mm-hmm. which is which is laudable. Mm-hmm. And as as Chris said earlier, that um, season ticket prices are pretty good by and large. The the average price for season ticket holders in the the more affordable parts of the ground are sort of between twenty and thirty pounds a game, which for Premier League standards is good. But there's got to be a view to sustainability. It's like how can we get people to become season ticket holders um, if, if they can't afford it mm-hmm. then, and there's also this element where lots of sort of more fans where they're, they're not they might have a membership and they might go to the odd few games a season but there's this view among fans or fan base which might not necessarily be the case with oh, I can't get a ticket because they know they can't get a season ticket they're not necessarily looking up match by match oh I can go to yeah. the and, and even even away tickets for example that lots of people think oh I'll never get one and there is a members ballot. There's lots of games that make it to general sale. Mm. Well, there's five, ten games, especially the League Cup away games, FA Cup away games, draw dependent that people can go. But 
how are you going to get these people to go to these fans to go to games if they feel like they're immediately priced out or they can't actually access it because of yeah. the membership system or something like that so I think communication wise the club would definitely mutually beneficial for the fans and the club to say actually no we come to this game we want this to come we want fans to be here mm. especially for league cup games or FA cup games where it is cheaper generally and the pricing for the early round games the club have got it right in a lot of occasions yeah um so there is the opportunity there to get fans in and we when the club get it right we'll, we'll lord them, lord them for, for it, it. Yeah. So one of the things that UNIFS obviously very famous for are the very impressive TIFO displays that you've done and uh, made a big difference in some some really big games. There's been some been some crackers, particularly the old uh, Shakespeare job of the old let's slip the dogs of war. Um, but when you come to make one of those, what's the typical process for it, or does it differ every single time? Being being honest, absolute shambles. <laughs> so, like, like, so no, no, not shambles. So. Sometimes we are a little bit guilty of it in house of having um, too many opinions on things where it mm. just where we just can't get answers, can't get stuff done. So a lot of the time things can get drawn out when they don't need to be. Just too much by committee. But yeah, probably a bit of that. So so on the average on the average TFO, like I don't know, maybe someone will 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 have an idea, and sometimes you're like instantly like yeah that can work or sometimes it's like you know what like no it's, it's not going to work for a number of reasons i.e like price the stand leicester fans maybe not like almost being like too complicated as in like you know you sometimes see stuff in europe don't you where it's like holding up yeah, two two four stage to your yeah four you know like two two colored stuff that's not going to work so you've mm-hmm. got to temper it somewhat uh, so sometimes it's like instantly off the bat, like yeah, wicked, we'll go with that. Or sometimes it's like yeah, that's a good idea. Let's let, but but let, we might have to change some sort of stuff. Um, and then usually like it's like right, okay, so we've got an idea, and there's a couple of guys in the group that are probably you know good at sort of like fleshing it out in terms of like drawing it. Um, and then uh, a lot of it, a lot of the, the main sort of bottleneck is with it is is is. Is price like these things mm. cost a lot? Like, I think, I think like not, and they are much more expensive than say five years, well, even six years ago. That a full Santifa with just foils mm. was hundreds of pounds. Mm. You could you could do like four, you could do for 400 quid, yeah. You could, so our first ever one, yeah. I think Newcastle we did it, Hayes, yeah, Newcastle Fox, like, and we funded it completely ourselves by like lads doing like, like a whip round, throwing yeah. a few quid, yeah, in, yeah, 10 or 20 quid, whatever. And it was, yeah, a couple of hundred quid, and we did that. And then again, like prices have gone up, Brexit, import charges, yada, yada, Supply yada, chain issues. yeah. And so, so now, like, the, the our most recent one, which again was, was a complete foil one, which was against Roma. The, the like the, the sash you know from the first yeah, yeah. um we though. thought that was going to be we thought that was going to be fairly cheap but that spiraled and that was you know 800 900 quid and 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 and, and it's got it's gone very beyond. basic in its premise really the, yeah, yeah, say, yeah. So it two colors it yeah, wasn't yeah. the full south stand up to the corners either yeah, so. it wasn't seven blocks it was five yeah, yeah. Um, um so a full stand the tifo with his purely foils is about seven thousand seats yeah, mm. and as well that now the the supply chain issues are that it, it takes months really to get all the materials needed. And mm. another issue that we have, if if we've got anybody listening, that is, is sort of the wide Leicestershire region that has got a big space that won't mind painting. <laughs> this, this is an appeal now. Yeah. Like it's like a comic relief, uh, sort of like 
please help us because we find a consistent place to quite nomadic aren't we yeah. where we do it yeah finding so we, we various sports halls village halls um asian wedding venues yeah we've been uh, everywhere yeah like so car we've parks we've paid some have been free or some have been like a phenomenal fee where we're looking for essentially somewhere almost like aircraft hangar size yeah. or a huge factory floor where they've got a lot of space that finding somewhere to really nail down as a consistent preparation space is, is what we need and they they're, they're not they're obviously not easy to come by so that that has been a consistent flaw in our TFO process but well, there you go. Yeah. Get in, get in touch if you've got yeah, a wacky a if, private airport. Any, yeah, any yeah, hangers. Thousands of listeners. We're appealing. Oh, that. this is what we need. Nah, but so, so yeah. So once we, once we order it, it's so basically the 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 materials you see, no one does it in the UK. So so the actual physical materials. So they're all all, all of them. Yeah, they're all. So it's 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 basically companies. There's three pretty much. Uh, one in Germany, one in Italy, one in Poland. Mm-hmm. Um. And then it's a case of buying them, getting them over here, and then, like Joe said, uh, creating it. So whether that's painted, painted, whether it's purely like foils, as in like the the rectangle that each fan holds up, or whether it's a surfer, which um, yeah, like you paint. So so some Leicester fans probably will remember the severe ones and the leggier ones mm-hmm. as, as as the, the train and, and, and Shakespeare and stuff. So they were they were painted ones. Mm-hmm. Um, probably you know more work for us, but is that done via squares then and stuff? Is it yeah, all right? it, plot, yeah, yeah. But what we will never do something like some groups. Whereas now there's a bit of a fad in England that. Yeah. There are fan groups whereby they are people that will get together, they'll raise a lot of money and then they'll basically spend that money with a printer and like, so they'll they'll send the design off, they get it sent back and there is logistically it's not a nightmare because you, you send it to somebody else to do it for you. There's no for us the, the design behind it is it's it's the it's funded by fans, it's painted by fans. It's put held together by, by fans, fans, held up by fans, yeah. and it's independent from the club. And we'll always no be that way. Yeah. Yeah. We take the worth out of it, exactly. doesn't like it, if you just send it off to somebody else? It's completely and... soulless. And, 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 you know, there are... Yeah, we're not going to come on here and, and then name names and stuff, because it's it's we're not about that. But but there are... But the, the, there's groups that, that do it the same way as us, and it's, yeah, like Joe said, like... Tifo by fans, not hired hands, you know? Like, mm. there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a soul to it, and... I, I think we we're slowly getting that message out with Leicester fans in that we've always done it this way. We will always do it this way. This is something to be proud of, and I, I Leicester fans like that. Um, there is yeah, like there's a, a bit of a fad as in like yeah, raising money and and and, and sort of shipping it off for someone else to do, and then almost being like, mm. look what we've done. And it's actually like, well, you've not, not you've done it. You've raised your, you've raised the money. Well yeah. done. Pay P and P. But you've not you've not got your hands yeah. dirty. Um, and for us, it's a sense like very very cliche as a phrase, but bloods blood, sweat, tears, mm. toil, whatever, that, that finding, across, sometimes with a TFA, that it'll be across four different venues over yeah. two months, we'll put it together, that then when it actually comes to putting it together in the ground, and we, we've benefited from sometimes where we've had actually the stadium to put it together in the concourse, because it's quite a big space, but mm. we've, we've been in a situation where we're putting it all together and it's like when all of a sudden the dimensions that we're working with, the stand is like 
I, I off the top of my head, I don't know, but like we're we're talking sort of like hundreds of meters, mm-hmm. and especially when it's a bit of fabric that you see San Lorenzo, for example, in in um, in Argentina, that they've got a big lorry and they've got a thousand fans to pass along. Yeah. Uh, 300 meter bit of fabric mm. that we we can't quite work at those dimensions but there, there's a lot of effort it's tifos are heavy mm. that having a van or whatever having access to the stadium having access to the logistics of it uh, it's a nightmare really because we, there's so many different moving parts all yeah. in this order and that there's people there's so many garages where they're full of materials which we rely on a lot of people to do that it's, it's done in the spare time as well I think that's another thing like it's done on Sunday afternoons after a game on the Saturday, Saturday or, or, or finish the night work a game. Or... exactly exactly all of that so so you know there's there's a lot there's a lot of work gone into these things for, yeah. for what 30 seconds a minute um, I, I think I think like we we maybe need to get better at sort of being a bit more transparent with how much they actually cost because I think that would surprise a lot of a lot of fans in the and make people dig into the pockets uh, yeah, a bit more exactly like like we you know because it's it's one of them is it if, if everyone in that cop put a quid in right mm. you would make out of that we could do five yeah or, five, or like, you know even better than that do you know if, say for example if everyone in that cop did uh, we're not asking for this we're not realistic but do you know at two pounds a month, or why do Leicester fans, you know, Leicester fans that live even abroad, for example, they direct debit some form of subscription of fifty p a month for mm. every Leicester fan that like what we did. Get Kate Bush singing yeah. uh, "Woman's Work" in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but fifty p a month for everyone that's ever liked a photo of a tifo. Yeah, which fifty p six pounds a year. Essentially, everyone in the world can well every Leicester fan in the world almost and spare that and that would do we we could do four stand sorry sorry huh? not four stand four stadium tifos but you, everyone did that but you know how you said obviously like costs of everything rapidly rising another, yeah. and also brilliant another brilliant brexit win yeah with all the sort of custom taxes all that type of stuff does that make you think twice about producing them uh I don't think it necessarily is in think twice as in we don't want to do it. Yeah, but or just the regularity. More yeah, yeah, selective. more selective as in like yeah, you, we yeah. The so occasion like, matters. The occasion mm. matters, and it didn't. I don't think we ever did that before. It was like right, we've got the money, we'll do it. Mm. The time scale works. The money works. The game sort of works. The there's some games before where we might have gone, yeah, this game's better than that game, especially the fixture dependent. If it's a Sunday, for example, it's like where it's like last season we. Really struggled to have Saturday three PM games. Yeah. I've never. So yeah, we had maybe I think three or four all season. So, yeah. um, but now it's definitely a case of we and um, we want the people that donate as well. That we went in the occasions in the past where we've tried to do TFO and for whatever reason materials have been an issue or the club has said this doesn't work or we've been in a situation where something has restricted it that. We're good to because people have donated on the premise that they're it's going to be a TIFO, yeah. and we feel like we, we let everyone that's donated down and that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But um, we we want to stretch the donations to the furthest capacity possible. That we're not it's not like we receive as as well donation wise after TIFOs. It's happened before where we've expected like yeah, come on, there's going to be a big rally that people loved it. Everybody's loved it. Loads of social there's media be loads coverage. Of donations yeah. come in and it maybe might not have happened that way. So it's we, we want to make the donations that we get as go as far as possible. 
So out of the ones that you guys have produced, then what would you consider to be your favourite ones or, or, or best achievement, maybe? I I I really like um, it was a, it was a big I can't remember the game, Joe might remember, but I like it was a, the big a big surface. So it was eighteen eighty four with the fox and crop in the middle, big big you know surface. Yeah. That yeah. for me, that like visually, yeah, there you go. Like that for me was was great, and a little thing with that is. Um, we actually fucked up. There was there was a message banner, i.e. like some words at the front of the stand to go with that, mm. but like it got twisted or something, and it was like we we, we fucked up at kickoff for mm. o'clock, and it never came out, and but but it looked good enough standalone, and then yeah. we actually used it on another one, and it actually really worked on another one. We did like um, the running fox logo. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah what was it? Um, football players the yeah. Foss way. Uh, Thankfully, it was a TFO where. Touch wood that the, the as as a TFL goes that that's the worst that football played the first way that it worked on the team. Oh, so it's good that it was interchangeable. It, it, worked, it? it worked independently anyway. Uh, Whereas somewhere the the TFL is entirely dependent on the message banner making sense, but that that didn't happen for us. So some other good ones though, I, I I like some of the ones we, we look back on. We did like like a Chevron type one for Man United at home, and and you look looking back on it, the actual main image, I think it was like Schlup. Vardy Morris. It was far too small. Like mm. it, 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 you look back at it, and that, that's you don't, you, you don't even notice it. But the coverage is in like literally like if there's seven thousand fans in that in that stand, all seven thousand had it up, yeah. and it looked perfect because of that. Uh, and it was it was I think it was like a, maybe a night game, and that that helps under the lights. Mm. Um, it was Man United. Um, no, it wasn't. So no, um, that one was Man United. I think. Yeah, the, when Vardy scored, um, Vardy scored to equal Valenciennes. Right? Yeah, yeah, the eleventh. So, yeah, it's it quite poignant for that occasion. Sometimes as well with TFOs that they end up working out as being amazingly poignant for whatever the game is. Mm. Um, you're, you're almost pretty good. Like you, the, the we, after we won the league, yeah, uh, the Champions one, England, yeah. like that was your like you you yeah. designed uh, that whatever like yeah, brilliant. The, the Champions of England. So it was against um, it was Arsenal at home the following season. So sixteen seventeen first game. I think we drew. Oh, I can't remember the result. Might not be an Arsenal, but um, there's been so many as well for, for us as well. Copenhagen away, yeah. I, I wasn't actually that game, but so the fight for the blue and white, and there were like foil scarves essentially, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and that was logistically that was a big challenge. Um, I think, as far as I'm aware, I'm sure. Well, the, the, again, you know, hundreds of thousands of listeners will come and correct us, but um, that with the first English group to ever do a TFL in Europe. Mostly by virtue of being probably the first to play away in Europe. Yeah, we did. So yeah, so that one, I, that yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a wicked one. That is in like we did it against, we did it away, mm-hmm. which is tough. Do you know what I mean? Like getting the Obviously, gear, yeah, the not material. necessarily knowing the yeah, ground as well, the and... numbers and stuff. So so so, <clears throat> and then having yeah, like Joseph, the numbers in like lads to be like because it's, it's it's a tough gig. Do you know what I mean? Like you're on, you you follow Leicester. We're not we're not in Europe every year. You're not mm-hmm. like the old firm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Forty eight or seventy eight two hours in a place. Yeah. Minus your sleep, you've actually got in a wicked 20, city. Thirty hours, forty hours, whatever, at most. And you say to lads and like, you, come on, spend six hours. Laying out some foils, it's a hard. It's, it's a tough gig, isn't it? Like, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, I could say, and, yeah. and do you know what? Like, it was wicked. We had a, we had a wicked turnout. Good show down there, um, and 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 yeah, great. Some great photos from that, and it was. I, I loved it. As in, like, not it wasn't head to head, but we were up against um, 
Copenhagen who are they produce some decent ones. Yeah, well. exactly. Yeah, yeah. they they, they know what they're doing. So in Northern Europe, at least, and, and arguably the best. And it got and it was there's some kudos for us doing it there. And then, but actually, the thing that we that never really talk about, we, we we did we did some sort of display for Bruges away. Um, I don't think it looked particularly good, probably, but but it. I think it, that's but, just a result of like a day on the beers yeah. and a thirty-three degree <laughs> meeting in Belgium. Drinking seven percent, but we learnt a lot from that. We learnt a lot from that because we were in the ground early, but not quite early. And like we 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 weren't in like the the sort of six hours before. It was literally like let's say the game's at six o'clock. We were in there at four when yeah. the opening turn stuff, yeah. and we were running around like blue ass flies. Like whereas for for Copenhagen, we we went down the right channels as in like I don't know, spoke to their club, you wait for whatever it was at the time. The lads that were doing it, um, and and we were in there early, and we set it out and. Yeah, wicked, and it was one of what you you look back on that and you think, wow, that that is an achievement. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. That so, is yeah, an achievement. Um, so yeah, that that that's another right. that's a special one. I'm trying to think, what, like, I don't think I don't think like people seem to like it. I, I'm not a massive fan as such, but the one like Leicester and bubble writing against one Copenhagen, of, Copenhagen uh, on, on the off yes. angle, on the off angle. Yeah, um, I remember that. Like, one. You see, lo- you see loads of lads like with that as a, a cover photo or something. Yeah, yeah. it'd be and, quite funny that they'll have. It's quite a staple where they go, oh, you first, don't know them, whatever reason. And then, st- yeah. and you look at their profile and they've got like, <laughs> let's do of course. a T-fair in the banner and it's like, all right, uh, okay. So, yeah, a lot of inconsistency yeah. with that type of nonsense. Yeah, we see that it's a, that's a consistent um, consistent angle. So I like the T-fairs, but I don't like X, Y, and Z. And uh, we're very used to that by now, but it's... It, I guess I say draw more of a duck's back. Yeah. We, we laugh at it. Uh, another thing, because you, you mentioned sort of like that you're going to have to be slightly more selective with games. Obviously, next year we're not in Europe. Yeah. So, um, what are you thinking more sort of cup games potentially just domestic ones or cup games are always hard though because you, you can't you can't second guess the, the attendance so mm. for a TIFO for it to, and for it to the work date, you don't know if you're home or away of course yeah yeah that's yeah. tricky yeah for how for how soon it's so so cup games we, we've all not, not necessarily written off but it's almost like they're not really in our thoughts mm-hmm. we um, need the stock for in a sense and sometimes we can do quite reactive TIFOs where we have X amount of material which we're playing blue and white we know that yeah, that's, that, that's yeah. constant um, yeah don't and, touch the burgundy whatever you do <laughs> and we know that um, sort of section TFOs which now previously we do a section TFO that wedge in, in SK1 which is quite identifiable but now that we've we're going into the new season that we've got this this block that there's more capacity for one there's more seats but so we can be slightly more intricate with the section design but also that Again, we work with the club and we have a little bit more freedom mm-hmm. uh, provisionally with in terms of what we can do in that block. Um, so that that's a huge benefit. Um, and but yeah, sort of we we're now in a situation where we have to be more selective. We have to pick the games. We have to pick and choose. But we we can. It's it's very contingent on funding which is the same for every group in the world even Bayern Munich for example where they have however many thousand members or however many thousand well however many hundred groups or dozens of groups it depends on funds and the time scales whereas we're in a place now where we, we, we have to pick and choose but 
don't know, we, we if we've got a run up, then we'll, we'll, we'll do something well. Yeah, I think the club have been quite good recently. Like with the with the some of the so Roma and Leggy, obviously the midweek games. We've not, I don't think historically we've done too many of them. It's only been the Europe ones we've done them, and they've been pretty good in that like they've let us in, you know, the night before and stuff to set out and, and test it and all stuff like that. So we've. We've, we've we've got better at picking and choosing that, and and you know like you look at you look at this season coming ahead and mm. the winter break, you you look at that and you think if you if you're doing tifo, well there's going to be a few more spare weekends or yeah whatever, to get so better to get a bit of time to yeah. to sort of get bodies together. Yeah. So um, just moving on to our uh, our final segment, um, how do you think fan culture is different here? to the rest of the world and places that you've been to and visited, such as Italy, Germany? So it's English fan culture is, is different in the sense that we were the front runners for so long in the sense here that not necessarily organised support, but grassroots support was very vociferous. That fans knew that we were representing our local communities, our team, a county, a city, even this part of the city, whatever. Um, and then atmosphere was traditionally good because it was affordable. Traditionally, fans have come from the factory on a Saturday morning in the early 20th century. And then they go to the game and it was loud because it was just sort of boisterous. Mm-hmm. And it was like that for however many years and there were stylistic changes in support that really the sort of Taylor Report, the early ni- late 80s, early 90s, 2000s is when it changed. But... At the same time, we're seeing support for, for various reasons. So the atmosphere diminished the, on the continent, which is a broad generalisation, but organisation came in with fans. And not to say that organisation necessarily is the, that's the key to better support, but so in Italy, for example, the really, well, actually, Italy, they, they, were, they sort of followed on from the lead in, in Croatia, really, the correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, but um, to see the split are recognised widely as like the first organised group mm-hmm. in in, uh, in Europe, and they were, I think, in the 1960s. And that spread pretty quickly in Europe, whereas it was about this, we get fans organised, just want to sing, we'll make flags, we'll create displays. Whereas here, we at the same time where it sort of reached critical mass in Europe, we, we cracked down on those fans here, which in most cases... The authorities are justified, but there's no way that that mass movement could spread here of organised fans because there's everyone was here, everyone here was tarnished. Oh, you're a hooligan if, if mm-hmm. you want to get together and you are football fans, any sort of organisation that was a place of that you are a hooligan, just seen as cattle yeah. essentially. Yeah, and uh, and the whereas but now the English scene or the British scene is catching on, so really, sort of, there are plenty of groups that. Scotland has been the the sort of leader in more recent years where the Green Brigade and Union Bears that they've really spurred each other on. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully that can be a catalyst for the English scene. There are lots of different kinds of groups in England, but also that I love the traditional side of English support that when we do that well and we're organised, that lots of things can't beat it, that sort of even silly things like the the goal noise or the movement you see when an English team score, the 
there can be massive stadiums elsewhere in Europe or even South America where they score. It's, it can be like a, it's not the same visceral release. No, not at all. You hear, you can hear. Too breathy. That, that Cheltenham can go and win at Plymouth, which is, I'd like to guess, it's, it's maybe not the best example because it's, in terms of that's quite a big game for both teams, but they'll score and there'll be 600 Plymouth fans away at Cheltenham and you hear, yeah! Yeah. And it's, it's a big visceral release. But then you can watch like a big game in, I don't know, Mexico or Turkey or places where you associate with like a traditionally sort of hostile atmosphere or a really loud vocal atmosphere. And it's like a team will score and go. Yeah, the stuff on the pitch is not getting the reaction in the same way that the the sort of regimented songs are, yeah. And English supporters peak (sighs) and it's organised and it's back to not... Not necessarily because we can't put entirely back, but English support done well is there, there's so many strengths to it, and we, and if English teams, English fans got together and went, you know what, all we do is get a singer together. Say Blackburn go to um, Millwall or Charlton or somewhere quite far away, we go. All we want to get is we know that we've got a core of four hundred singers. We put them together. That's going to be better away end than having the four hundred singers spread among seven hundred. They don't like it's quite an English affliction where it's like you're going to stand and go. I'm not going to stand or sit anywhere near anyone else. Mm. Yeah, but you yeah. want at least ten rows and um, or okay, four rows and ten seats away from everyone else. Let's imagine that everyone has got together. There's no change. There's no drum. There's no flags. There's no formal group, but. Imagine how much better every away end would be. Like everyone that you know sing could be together, and that's what English what the little, the tiny bit of organisation has that, and it's better. I think I think like that's that's one of the hard things about being, you know, pushing organised support in this country is, is in that it's not the historical way. Yeah. Like it, it, it it's almost that's not what we do, and and it's like well, what we do has all but died out you know like, like Joe said there's great bits of it but you do now in my opinion need the organisation to help bring that back yeah. and we, we like like UFS we've always been from, from day one quite mindful of being like right you can't go into this being an English team and start singing like those are like yeah yeah like like obviously ultra style chants like it's just not going to go down well so you've got to have a mix of like traditional english chants traditional, like your club songs mm-hmm. and then you should like you absolutely respect well, you push when you're smiling for yeah for years and years and years and years so for us that lots and lots of fans are relieved when in a sense but it took psv to play it to really pacify that away spot after being held behind for however long but there's a balance, isn't there? Yeah. There's a balance because, like, you, you see now, like, you see, like, you regularly come up. I, I, I don't really understand it, but, like, you know, like, sing the Ben Marshall song. And, like, the Ben Marshall <laughs> song, like, that that in itself, that hook is, like, one of the most, like, again, European broad term tunes mm. going. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, you're, you, like, you're only singing songs that, like, no one knows or yada yada. It's like, well, you like that one. It's catchy. And, and mm. I think that's, there is this certain, there's a certain, like, balance to be got, you know, with you know singing Molly Malone and like we're on our way you know like tunes that repeat and stuff yeah and I think I think I think think if you can get the perfect mix of that I think that's like slowly 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 you can and I think and also like with the with the social media generation I think now you know like 
people have so much opportunity to see what's out there in Europe and going on now, mm. and it's like actually like okay, even right like, video will actually go themselves. Yeah, and actually like okay, so it's not exactly what we're going to get here. Of course, it's not, but we can take bits. But there's of parts that. of it, yeah, and, and I think, and I actually think like that's like Leicester being in Europe, especially this. The most people have been campaign. exposed to it. People have been exposed to it, and, and even like the, the club themselves. The, so yeah, we, yeah, we've heard firsthand that they've they've gone. This works. We've seen this. That not to say one to one replicate it, but um, they they want to go. Actually, they they know that over the preceding years there's been a bit of a lull in atmosphere, mm-hmm. and that they've been going. Well, this works, and we've gone. Well, okay, actually, we 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 will we we'll tone down what we've seen there. In, in some cases, but we want to go that we want to tie the best elements of English support with continental influence. Yeah, mould it into the into and the one some groups like no, we're going to be full on continental, and they'll, they'll say that that's the best way, and everyone should copy them. But um, in, instead, what we'll go is that what we want is we want to propagate the best of what we've seen before and how Filbert Street was because Filbert Street was loud. There was one year that I think and decibel levels or some sort of study done there. Fulham Street was the loudest ground and the highest peak in purely terms of noise that of all the grounds in the study, but I've, I've never seen it. I can't say it's perfectly true, but that well, that's what we want. We want all the traditional Leicester songs. Mm-hmm. We want new songs. We'll sing silly songs. We'll sing all sorts of things, but like silly songs. Anything to get people to sing. Yeah. Do you know what? Like that's yeah. that's it. Like, and noise it's, is noise. And it's yeah, great, exactly. It's just creating it's atmosphere. That sometimes we get. Um, there's some level of consternation where people say, "Oh, well, you sing songs where no one knows the words to," and it's sometimes we can be in the ground and we're singing Leicester, 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 and you look around and people are like Jordan and it's like, well, if people don't know the words, the it is a struggle that one, isn't yeah. it? Literally, um, to uh, remember, like, couldn't be any more simple than Leicester, Leicester, Leicester. <laughs> there is, and also like there's 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 a balance to be had because I like so. Like Union First Leicester, there's there's a friendship with the German club Bochum, and mm-hmm. I remember a, a couple of seasons ago, we there was some 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 of those German lads came over, and they they the, these the ones that came over, they're particularly involved in the the New Yorkshire scene there, and and they 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 the fancy well no no it was matter they were interested oh, okay. in the Ultra scene, so yeah, okay. they they were saying like they they said like they they instantly said. You, you need a capo, right? You need someone there with a megaphone. And we were like, oh, no, no chance. Like, this not mm. going to go down well. It's not going to go down well. And then, do more harm than good. Yeah, and, and I think it would have done. But if it's the way you introduce it. So we had a lad at one of the games in the, in the, the section, was, I think it was the Roma ones, and he, he wasn't there, stood with a, with a megaphone as such. But he, he did that role. With some almost. orchestration. Yeah, and, 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 and actually, like, I think we were, he, he did, office, we, it wasn't like a conscious decision, like, he's going to do this at this game. He took it upon himself. He stood on his seat. He, he did it. He did it really really well yeah. and I remember like looking at like on the social media foxes talk all that sort of stuff and 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 like the lad was right like it, it worked like people actually bought into it they were like oh he did well like because that I remember like you, you sometimes hear that don't you say like oh this side of the cop singing this and the other side of singing that and actually some degree of like right okay this is what we're seeing now go for it and it worked and I remember being shocked at that and I was thinking, I remember again like wow like, would that ever work here no and but slowly 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 bits by bits being clever with it you know not being like wow oh, shout out my fucking sing up get your hands up any of that because this is not going to work here clearly mm. but but being smart with it, it slowly slowly it's helped yeah, a large part of it sorry yeah, a large part of it as well is that, that we've been around for nine years now we're, mm. we're not the new kids on the block we're not 
trying to upset anyone that we're established that we're not going away anytime soon there's a block of fans that we've got a swell of numbers there's always young lads as well that are like they want to get involved and this is why having this established section which the club have, have, have done very well to facilitate that there's young lads that want to get involved they want to sing the one about the sea if we, if we wouldn't have this section we wouldn't have had that at all but now that people go this is growing there's there's a, there's a groundswell of support for it mm-hmm. in a way that we before we sort of knew it was happening but we couldn't quantify it we couldn't we didn't have any number of people moving in yeah, we were trying to do our best that we were looking at season ticket renewals we're looking at seating plans we're going that okay there's there's two seats here yeah. there's one seat here there's one seat here there's one seat here we- and it's a lot of sort of manual labour not manual labour but and just too patchy labor, yeah. it's, it's funny mm. isn't it? like, so we started on like the, the what is it the, what, the 28th of December 2013 and then so basically from that period on I mean great has all been less than that period but we've been shit hot on the pitch mm. so the stands have been full so actually like if you've got a core of X amount and you're doing really really well there is no real space to be like right okay here's a block of 500 seats a bit more casual as in if you like it walk over or you can buy on the game do you know what I mean so yeah. so that's always been a bit hard so that's why now to have your own space is gonna is only gonna help if we start if say we would we would have won the league or the great escape would have happened two years later or we would have a group started two years earlier or mm-hmm. having that leeway either side would have accelerated things a lot more in the way that actually happened whereas that it was the best and worst time for us. Yeah, I would say you'd have been all right in the Levine days. Yeah. You know, full stands to uh, yeah, take over each. there. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. actually we couldn't have done any TIFOs because it would have been... Uh, <laughs> a bit sparse. Yeah, we would have to have like, I don't know, like 10 metre by 10 metre foils <laughs> Just to, to cover the stand. And being, yeah, unfortunately the wind knocking these yeah. solo driven TIFOs yeah, down yeah. the stands. So it, yeah. it would have been sort of like 8-bit uh, Mario. <laughs> would have been like the, the sort of detail of it with a TIFO. I, I would have loved to have seen a TIFO with Alan Mabry on though. I know, I know, yeah. yeah. You, you look back on that here and you think, yeah, they were, yeah. they were a team of tryers, weren't they? But, so player-wise... Um, some of them. So player-wise, in terms of TIFOs, we've, we've had Schlupp, uh, Marez, Vardy, uh, and I think that's about it, isn't it? Like, so yeah, maybe. Schmeichel, no TIFOs. Morgan, no TIFOs. Um... Now was the time for Rab Douglas. Yeah, <laughs> get him up there. So, so you mentioned a couple of um, the the Scottish groups. Are there any other particular sort of fan bases, domestic or abroad, where you kind of think, right, we've seen something there? Obviously, you mentioned Bock or whatever. Yeah, Are there any yeah. others where you think, right, I quite like what you've done there. I quite like to emulate that. So, Joe jo mentioned Joe mentioned the, the the top two, like the obvious two in Scotland, like the the, the old the old firms starting with both their groups. But actually, like Scotland's great for like. The, the the smaller scene mm-hmm. I mean that in the most respectful St. way St. like yes yeah, so St Mirren have a group St Johnston so proportionate Motherwell yeah, massive yeah like they, 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 they do they do some really good stuff and I think I guess that boils down to their league in that you know with those clubs realistically they're never going to win the league they're never going to yeah. win the league never really so you know for them to get Europe is is like the pinnacle and and all right Once every this, 10 years. This, the standard again I mean this respect like the most respectful way like it's not the best mm. but I think and I think they go to it I think a lot of Scottish fans go to games being like you know what like we should make the like make this the most fun it can really? be yeah absolutely I mean because numbers have dwindled massively in Scotland people going to games anyway yeah. so to have something as good as that 
yeah. you know, it, it, like the, the, you know, the sort of not, not necessarily ultra, but having fan groups is, is I suppose, bringing people back, isn't yeah, it? Because it was very sparse for a while up there. I think, like, in, in, in England as well, like, again, like, there's like so Ipswich have a group who I think do some really good stuff like some really interesting stuff and especially like outside of football like they did some like protest actions and, 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 and some stuff against I think it was the ownership of, at the time and like it was really really like clever um, and, and Stockport like they they, 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 wrote, they wrote to us recently like they were talking about TIFO and just, just some pointers and stuff mm. and f- they did a TIFO the f- their first ever one in a, in a big stand it was great like, mm. and I like, like absolutely true for them and, and I think like like we've alluded to earlier like there's a lot going on in the UK scene you know we're, we're you know quite firmly in the DIY camp but any clubs that are doing it you know fair play yeah, and we want the, the scene to really catch on here we're not trying mm-hmm. to shit on anyone that comes on to go, oh, well, you, that's, that's terrible, whatever, really, like, poor score on it. We want, like, a, a better scene. We want it to grow. The, okay, there's the, some clubs that maybe the, the sort of, the ethos behind it isn't right, but ultimately, it's, it's only better for English football. Yeah. Fans if, if people are doing so something, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And, and do you know, the, the uh, sort of, like, the, what about the, 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 the berries, the derbies, Sort of, only ever used in like a reactionary way. But what what we want is every club. The more fan representation, the better. The more so yeah. when a, when a club, when a chairman is talking to fans and they're unorganised and splintered, that they might have um, some sort of fan group or or trust. Oldham, yeah, like Oldham. Like, like sorry again, like Oldham, like. You know they're going for a rough patch with their yeah, own. Yeah. They've got a group that, <clears throat> that I, you know, I don't know loads about. I don't think they do tea for such, but some of their stuff that they've done to try and like get the owner change out things, or change yeah. things. Yeah, like make it probably like some of the they did like the, the tennis ball displays going on the pitch, getting Black games. Blackpool were the best example. Yeah, like that. Then they and, got the Orsons out. The Orsons are ruining their club. And I think I think for a, for for a long long time, a that long was the key. long time, like English fans were were. Placid, they weren't doing anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, and and I, I just think for football in general in this in this country to be a bit more fan organised to do things. You know, unfortunately, if it is to you know put pressure on bad owners, then so be it. But equally, the other way, you know, food banks, mm-hmm. charity work, some of the stuff in lockdown, great. No, yeah, you know we, what we mean? do like, um, sort of um, outside of lockdowns and restrictions and tournaments and things like that but well facilities that we try and do that well we do an annual tournament every year when we can and uh, we split the funds 50% uh, with Loras mm-hmm. the local house for charity in Leicestershire that and we've not raised like absolutely amazing sums of money but every time we raise several hundred pounds for, for Loras and mm. every Very admirable thing yeah. time um, and we don't have to do that. Like we, we love it. We enjoy it. We we go out and do that, and it's it's a case of that that we we're not there just to be a fan group. We're not just there to be make the atmosphere better. That we want to like as as Chris alluded very early on in in the in the podcast that we we want civic pride. We want sort of stake in the community, county wide yeah. pride. Um, we want people from Leicestershire to do well. So whether it's the business community, charities, whatever, we want people to feel a bit more that actually we've, we've raised the profile that even someone as silly as the, well not silly, but the 
on our badge we have the sinker foil which was added in I think it was I don't know when we moved from the running fox to the, the badge in the nineties or something. Mm-hmm. And we want the sinker foil is something that we that represents the city, the county. We want more people to think that yeah, that's 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 Leicester, that's Leicestershire. Yeah. And it's not we don't have any we're not corporates, we don't have any big objectives or KPIs about it, but we want just to you know if, if if a few more people, or dozen more people, a hundred more people, a thousand more people a year know that something a bit more about Leicester, Leicestershire. We did a mm. one of the TFOs we did was about nineteen nineteen and Leicester being restored to city status. Mm. And we produced a really good video about it, which is probably the best video we've done that again, all our output is done by volunteers, whether it's social media the graphics that we use, the videos that we do, that they're all produced by volunteers, and it's about raising the raising the sort of awareness, the identity, mm-hmm. the overall understanding of our city, our county, our history mm-hmm. as a club, but feeds into everything else as well. Whether it's I don't know Bradgate Park or where we have stickers, where we have something about local history. That's what we want. We want people to feel engaged in what we do as a club, what the club do. We want the club to feel engaged in what we do and what the county does and what and vice versa and mm-hmm. basically every sense that we want. We're, we're about Leicester, Leicestershire, Leicester City, all of it. it mm, all trumpet in a bit more, yeah. yeah. And, and on that note, gentlemen, I just want to say thank you very much, firstly. And uh, if people do want to know a bit more, um, I don't know if you want to tell people where it is that they can find out that particular bit of information. So, I mean... In this day and age, I think most people can find us on social media now. So on the, the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram. Um, but we've, we've also got, you know, so any any of those channels, message us, we'll pick it up. There's, there's, there's a website, there's an email. Um, you know, anyone that's remotely keen to either join, talk mm-hmm. to us, discussion about things that they think we do well, things we think we, they think we don't do so well. Um, Well, there we go. I hope people found that relatively interesting, finding out about the inner workings of uh, Union FS, what they want to do, and the way they go about funding it. And hopefully, people having listened to this might want to donate. Uh, They may want to assist, because I think the singing section will make a massive difference at Leicester, and any time TIFO displays have occurred, I think they've looked fantastic. Um, at the European Games, I think I think they've really galvanised people. So uh, we at the podcast, it's our year, are fully supportive of Union FS, um, and hopefully you will be too. Okay, so thank you very much, everybody. Good evening.